What's going on, world? It's your boy KJ and Los for J House Radio, episode 15 of your variety podcast for film, music, gaming, and pop culture and other news events. Um, how's it going, Los? How you doing today, man? Uh, aloha, brother. It's uh, I'm doing good. You know, I've uh, had a busy day, been working on the house. I've been editing uh, uh, a podcast that I do with my girlfriend. I've uh, started working on my new video. My uh, I do these videos online for fun. Okay. It's called Birth Year Project. I basically take a year like 1975 and I pick a song that's in the top 100 and I just edit all the events that happen in there. Like the old pop-up videos from VH1. Oh, yeah. I used to love those, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah it, you know, like if you want to check it out, you can literally just go to YouTube and go Birth Year Project and you'll see. I think I have like a uh, eight or nine done. I forget. Just a bunch. I got... The newest one I made was 2001, and I'm not going to do any of the 2000s for a long time. Why? Well, it's like too many uh, bad bad news stories or? No, not enough famous people born because they're just too young to be famous. True indeed. So it just becomes a series of like grim events, interesting facts, and people dying. And like there's very little people being born that are famous, you know. Because 2001, they're just a little too young. And if I keep going, you know, if I do 2010, we're going to say your mom, <laughs> <laughs> your mom, you know, <laughs> whatever. So, yeah, the past few years have been a lot of a lot of people have been like, you know, passing away over the past few years. So it's been pretty rough for a lot of people. Um, yeah. So what's the pod? Uh, what's the podcast that you and your girl do? What is that about? Um, it's called the Sit Podcast, and it's basically relationship stuff. Um, but not really um, us sitting down going, well, you know, you're romantic if you do X, Y, or Z. It's more <laughs> like uh, the the daily stuff couples go through and like um, being in a relationship, how um, how certain things are funny. Like we talk about road trips. We'll talk about um, our friends who gossip too much and things like that. So it's more, it's more uh, silly things a couple go through than a relationship thing. Oh, awesome. That's pretty Yeah, cool. but it, it's it's sort of, it's sort of weird because it kind of doesn't really fall under any category. Mm-hmm. Like ours is uh pop culture and it's awesome because we get to talk about all this pop culture stuff and we get to talk about things that really interest us. Yeah. Um uh, that necessarily our partners might not be interested in, but all our friends are interested in. So that part of it is really awesome. A lot of people say you should always try to find something that you love to do and, you know, just do that. And honestly, that's what the podcast is one of the things that I look forward to every week, because like you said, it's something that we both enjoy. You know, it's something that I feel like I can just beat myself, basically, you know, compared to, you know, you know, the real world out there. So, um, yeah, I definitely look forward to it. Um, as, As far as me, man, I've just been catching up on some football, you know, football season started. Uh, hopefully the Jets can do something this year, man. I'm, I mean, we look pretty good in our first preseason game. Uh, you know what? Like, I have been so caught up in like just the daily grind that I didn't even realize football season started. Yeah, I- and I'm a huge <laughs> Eagles fan, so like, I need them to get get back to to, to winning Super Bowls again. That they need to stop slacking. Honestly, it kind of caught me off guard a little bit, too. I didn't realize that football season was back until, like, I turned on TV uh, just a few days ago. And I was like, oh, the first preseason game is tonight. I was like, holy crap, it's here already? So, yeah, I've been kind of out of the loop over the past few months, honestly. I usually 
usually I'm like up on the uh, the uh, fantasy football sites, getting ready with that and reading stories. But I haven't been keeping up with it as much as I normally do. So being that it's actually here now, maybe I'll actually uh-huh. be able to like pay attention to it again and see what my boys do this year. So hopefully Yo, the Titans whoop the Eagles ass on the eighth. Really? Yeah, Titans twenty seven, Eagles ten. Ugh. I mean, it's but then again, it's it's preseason. I mean, you got to take it all with a grain of salt, honestly. You know. Oh, you know what? On the 29th, it's Eagles versus Jets. Really? Yeah, oh, Battle the, of the Big Green, oh, the preseason. bro. Oh, is is that going to be oh. in in uh, Philly or in Jersey? I don't know. You know what? Let me take a look at the game. Yeah, because honestly, this year I told myself that I definitely want to catch a Jets game. I don't care if it's just one. I, I want to at least go to one Jets game this year. You know, the link that I'm looking at doesn't say. Oh, okay. Um, I'm pretty sure the Jets are going to wipe your Eagles. No question nah, about dude. it. Okay. Nah, dude. I, honestly, <laughs> I think it's going to be a really good game, and I think it's going to boil down to the last quarter. So yeah, football season's back, guys. I'm getting ready for it. I got to wipe off, wipe the dust off my jersey. And uh, just get ready for the season. Hopefully, we'll be able to at least get... If we can at least get seven to eight wins this year, I'll be happy. Even if we don't make the playoffs. Just give me Bro, let me seven tell you wins. something. As, as long as they beat the Giants, I'm happy. Because let me tell you something. <laughs> Every time they beat the Giants, <coughs> I send texts to my brothers and my sister endlessly. Really? Because the Eagles beat the Giants. I put that shit on Instagram. I put that shit on Facebook. I will skywrite the motherfucker if necessary because I love to rub it in my brother's face. Well, and my sister. Well, the Giants don't look so hot. Their their quarterback they drafted this year looks better than Eli Manning. And Eli Manning has been trash the past like two, three seasons, honestly. So I don't know. I think this rookie might actually take his job. If he doesn't, if he doesn't perform by like week five, I would be, I would be really surprised if this rookie does not take his job because he looked really good at, in that in that preseason game. Hey man, it happens, man. Players get old, the injuries pile up, and you know, yeah, the, you you need a you need someone who who who's young and fresh and who doesn't have all those complications. Exactly, exactly. So you know. All right, so we're going to jump into our PWL, what we're playing, watching, and listening to. Um, I'm going to let you start off, Los. Yo, I got a lot. Okay, <laughs> what I'm playing is a game on my phone. Uh, let me give me one second to pull it up. It's called Balls Bounce Bricks. Um, Very interesting title, by the way. Yeah, it's a cool <laughs> game because um, it kind of it kind of reminds you of those games where you kind of have to like flick you know, like you have a base and you shoot a ball up mm-hmm. and then, you know, it knocks out all these balls and stuff. Yeah. But instead of doing one ball at a time, it literally shoots out 50 balls at once. So you have to figure out the angle so it can knock down a bunch of balls at once. <laughs> it sounds it, it sounds weird, but if you play it, yo, you're hooked. You're absolutely hooked. Absolutely, yo, I've been playing this nonstop, bro. Really? Nonstop. That's actually pretty interesting because two weeks in a row, one of your uh, PWLs was actually phone games. And it looks like phone games are starting to like kind of kick up their quality a little bit, honestly. Uh, you know what it is for me? A simple fact that um, I'm stuck on a board in, in God of War. And uh. so I play it and I'm pissed off. And you know what it is? 
I forgot how to use that sickle to hold on to those um, those demon bird ladies, whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. And uh, and it pisses me off because I can beat all the bad guys. There's spikes coming up out of the floor. I can avoid all of that. But I just need to grab hold on to her so the room can rotate and I can do it all over again. Yeah. But I forgot how to do it, you know, and it's literally killing me. And so I ask all people who play the game. They're like, I don't know when I play. I know. I'm like, that doesn't fucking help. Say, when I play, I know. Yeah. Well, you know what? Next time you play, just let me know. And then we'll do share play. And then you can just pass the, con- pass the controller to me electronically. And then I'll try to see if I can help you out. So that's why I've been I've been on my phone. Okay. Um, okay. And uh, if not, I'm going to I'm going to get rid of that and go to Assassin's Creed. Oh, I've been I've been thinking about getting back into that, too. There's a lot Yo, of great I Assassin's love Assassin's Creed. I love Assassin's Creed. Uh, but I'm playing the one in France. Um, I think that's Unity. Unity. I think that's Unity. Yeah. Yeah. With the brother and sister. I was playing that one and then I just fucked up the whole thing. And then I was like, delete. And we'll start over. <laughs> uh, so I'm going to start over again and just do it proper. Okay. You know? Okay. So that's what I'm playing. What I'm watching is a TV show called Humans. I don't know if I mentioned it last week. I think you did mention it recently. I'm not sure if it was last week, though, but you might have. Um, so Humans is a show about some uh synthetic robots or androids uh and a group of them actually have consciousness and it's their a story about their journey how people want to how want to destroy them Mm -hmm. because they feel like these androids who are faster smarter stronger could wipe out humanity i guess the reason why they're trying to wipe them out so but it's 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 british so it's a little slow. So there are times I'll just watch one episode and then I'm done. Yeah. Um, and I also started watching The Boys, but I'm not through watching that yet. And I'll talk about that next podcast. Yeah, I, I saw trailers for that and I'm adding that to my queue. So, you know, my queue is very long right now. So the list just keeps growing and growing every day. <laughs> Tell you, bro, when you're in the bathroom, just run that app. Honestly, I, ha- I actually did take your advice. I have been doing that. <laughs> See, it works. I have been doing it to try uh, to catch up. So, yes. And so what I'm listening to um, has been a good week for music. So I've been kind of listening to a lot of uh, one new new ish song and two old songs. So uh, we'll start out with the new song. Okay. Uh, Boasty. It has Willie, Sean Paul, uh, Stefan Don and Idris Elba. Uh, very British reggae. Yo. And, and that shit pops in the clubs, bro. Bossy, Bossy, Godfather, man a OG, man a half humble, man a Bossy. Fling a rag a rhythm like it's all free. Bossy, house on the coast, G. My money so long it doesn't know me. Yeah. Okay. The second song is uh, Macklemore Ryan Lewis uh, called Dance Off and is featuring Idris Elba. Uh, the song was released in 2016 and I just stumbled upon it. And I was like, because I was just kind of like, yo, I haven't heard Macklemore in a while. Does he got anything new? <laughs> so I went to his YouTube page and he had this song and I was like, wow, this shit is really good. Uh, very aggressive, the song. Uh, kind of not like his other stuff. Yeah. But great song. Yeah. he. I don't think he's released the album in a while. Like it's probably been a few years since he released the album. And uh, he's he's a very deep lyricist man the stuff he says the stuff he talks about is just really deep and sometimes controversial but that's yeah. why i like him and maybe it's just 
a lot of his stuff people really can't handle. Maybe that's why he decided to take a break for a little while. A couple songs of his I didn't like is that they were a little on the slow side, and I don't like when he uses the lower BPMs. I just kind of feel like like it's not him, and there's not a lot of energy into it. Yeah. Uh, and the last song I'm listening to, another one I stumbled upon, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy, Red Light, featuring Snoop Lion. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> this song is fire. Okay. It's him doing reggae, but not like, you know, dancehall reggae. It's like Bob Marley reggae. Yeah. I I freaking love it too. I, I just listened to that today as well, and it shocked the hell out of me could, because I actually forgot that Eddie Murphy can sing a little bit, you know? No, but he's always done music though, man. Like after he, the problem with Eddie Murphy is because because he's a comedian and actor, no one takes his music seriously. Exactly. So uh, his music is kind of like his passion project. Yeah. Uh, but he's done he's done songs, and this is not his first entrance into reggae because he did some stuff with uh, with Shaba really you know yeah yeah i am a king and a bunch of other stuff so he 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 does have that background um and he can produce some good music um i think now that he's older yeah he's taking it a little more seriously and he isn't really coming out in any movies yeah his movie career has been slowing down a lot honestly i mean maybe he's just i, I think he's at that point where he's like close to hit retirement basically mm-hmm. he didn't officially say he was retiring but I think it's getting to that point where he's like, you know what? I think I've done all that I can do. I mean, he's done a lot of great films. He's done a lot of great comedy sets. Um, I would love to see him come back for at least one more comedy set. It's been a long time since he's done one. I'm not sure if he will, but I'm pretty sure he's just waiting for that right moment. You know what the thing is? He's been rich for so long that he cannot relate to people anymore. You know, yeah, I think he's got like seven kids or eight kids or something like that. Really? He just he just yeah, he's got a lot of kids and he just can't relate to people anymore. You look at like Chris Rock, you know? Yeah. Um, And when he talks about stuff, yo, I fucking laugh my ass off. Oh, yeah. For uh, sure. Because it's stuff you can relate to. Yeah. Um, Like, I personally don't like uh, what's his name? The, the little the little short comedian stand up guy, the one that you love. Oh, uh, Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Like, I hate his, his stand up. How do you hate Kevin Hart's stand up? Kevin Hart's stand up is hilarious, man. What are you talking about? I don't, I don't find it funny in the in the slightest. It's always like, <laughs> look here, look here. You see, you see, you see. And I just know. I mean, that's, I just can't stand it. In movies, though, I think he's hysterical. Yeah. But stand up, I can't stand him. All right, so my PWL this week, I've been playing uh, Alan Week. It's a, uh, it's an older game. It came out for three sixty. Uh, I think in two thousand twelve, I believe. Uh, it kind of gives me a misery vibe because it's basically about a author who his wife gets kidnapped and I'm, I'm still very early in the game. So I, I didn't really get into any deep story elements yet. Is it called Island Wake or Wake Island? Uh, Alan Wake. A-L-A-N. Oh, A-L-A-N. Yeah. Alan Wake, yeah, it, it came out for Xbox 360 and PC in 2012. Um, so I I dove into that and it, it's pretty interesting. Like I said, it gives me some 
some vibes of the movie called Misery because it kind of have that similar storyline where it's the author, his wife gets kidnapped, which is a little different from Misery. Um, and in the process of trying to save his wife, it's almost as if he's being haunted by his own story that he never wrote yet. Oh, I know this game. Really? You played it before? Yeah. No, I haven't played it before. A friend of mine was talking about it and he showed me the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Like he's running through a forest and yeah, like yeah. cabins and he's got like a flashlight and the whole game's done at night or something. It's it's a very interesting game because one of the elements in the game is that you're constantly surrounded by darkness and the only thing that can save you is light. So that's why he has a flashlight. Usually what it is is that you're being haunted by ghosts or some kind of mysterious figures constantly. And the only way you can even try to hit them is if you flash your flashlight on them for a certain amount of time and then are able for you to shoot them or whatever. Um, I think it's a really interesting mechanic. Uh, it's something I haven't really seen in a while in, in gaming or at, or at all, honestly. Um, like I said, I'm still really early in the game. I'm only like, I think, episode three or two at this point. I just started playing. But it's really interesting. It's really interesting. I've always heard a lot about the game over the past few years. I never dove into it. And I just decided to say, hey, let me just check this out. So that's what I'm um, is Isn't this one the game where uh, your your batteries can run out? Yeah. Your batteries and your flashlight? Yeah, yeah. So your batteries can run out. Um, you have very, it, it's very, it's, it's one of those games where you are relying on like your resources. So you got to find batteries. Bullets are very scarce. Uh, the only thing you get, I mean, you get a few different guns. You get a shotgun, sniper, and like a handgun. But your flashlight is like your best friend, basically. So if you don't have a battery, you literally can't do anything. You can have a million bullets, but if you don't have a flashlight, you can't do anything. All right, so what I'm watching is Men in Black International. Uh, I just recently watched that, and I thought it was going to be more than what it was, honestly. I felt like I felt like the film was trying too hard to be like what Men in Black 1 and 2 was instead of having its own identity, and because of that, I felt like it got lost in translation, if that makes sense. Um... Tessa Thompson and Chris Hemsworth, uh, I think that's his name, right? The guy that played Thor? Hemsworth. Uh, their chemistry was a little weird. I feel like that felt forced at sometimes. Uh, Tessa Thompson's character, I felt like when they introduced her, I felt like they just threw her into the MIB suit way too quickly and without question. In my opinion, I'm not going to spoil anything. Well, didn't they do the same thing to Will Smith in the movie? Yeah, they did. But Will Smith, you had that whole tirade of him taking a test, him going through the motions of a a gun, like like a gun test. Like you had little things that kind of led up to his situation. You know what I mean? With him becoming part of the MIB. So that was kind of interesting to see that. But you didn't get that with her character. I mean, without trying to spoil it, it was literally almost as if she went into the invite went into the uh headquarters met with the boss and was like hey i want to be mib because you guys flashy thing my parents years ago and i'm smart and it was like okay and like that was it like that that was literally it like there was there was no test there was nothing that led up to it like it felt like she literally just walked in there and just became part of it and that was just really weird i felt like it was rushed honestly uh the special effects weren't really as good as they could have been considering technology today and considering how the special effects were from one and two i was expecting so much more and it just it was mediocre in my opinion um 
Overall, I mean, if I was to give it a grade, I would probably give it uh, MIB International. I would give it a C minus, honestly. Um, I really, I really did appreciate the fact that they did pay homage to, to MIB one and two. You know, we had a few Easter eggs in there and like little quick references here and there. So that was pretty cool. I like that. Um, but yeah, I would definitely, if you, I would definitely recommend just watching it when it comes on cable. <laughs> I wouldn't even pay for it or if it's on Netflix or something, honestly. Um, I actually um, was going to watch that, um, the MIB one, but I just finished watching Spider-Man. Oh, the new one? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it yet. Don't uh, tell me anything. Don't tell me anything at all. It's good, but but it had one or two places where I was kind of like, um, it could have been better. Just you saying that gets me worried now. Anytime somebody it, says it was good, but no, because here's the thing: like they'll they'll go through like thirty minutes of awesomeness, yeah, and then two minutes of eh, and then twenty minutes of awesomeness, and then a minute of eh, okay. and then you know, and so that that little bits of eh just gets you kind of eh, and they did mention Tony Stark a lot in it. Oh, I could imagine, but it fit the storyline, yeah. So it wasn't like all about Tony. Which is what you hate, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, because it's just kind of, it's too much of one character, too much, you know? Too much. Like, a good example is Men in Black. As much as it is, it's supposed to be centered around Will Smith, it doesn't feel like it's centered around Will Smith. Because the other characters add so much to it. Yeah. And they feel like they're part of the story. And when they're the focus of it, you really feel like they're the focus of exactly. it. You don't feel like, yeah. you know, it's will smith doing all right i'll, I'll give you some screen time <laughs> you know like that's how it felt in his other movies yeah a good example is bad boys uh bad boys three guys is coming out fyi cannot wait for that can't wait eh. <laughs> um but yeah i mean it's it was okay i wasn't really that crazy about it honestly i'm the kind of person that i can look at a trailer and I can easily tell how that movie might be by just watching the trailer. And from watching the trailer, I knew it wasn't going to be that great, but I wanted to watch it anyway because I love that franchise. But I think MIB okay. International is one of those films that if you come out with a box set, you don't have to put that one in there. <laughs> Honestly, just, just okay. don't put that one in there. Um, what else? So what am I listening to? You'd be very surprised, Los. I am listening to current music. Kind of. Wow. Miracle of miracles happened. Kind of. Kind of. Uh, there's this band called Tool. I don't know if you heard of them. Yeah, I know Tool. So for a lot of people who don't know Tool, uh, they're a rock band that that had a lot of great music about 13 years ago. Um, their last album, uh, a lot of people were expecting them to come out with another album within a year or just sooner, uh, but they haven't come out with music since 2006. So it's been a long time. Um, I got introduced to that is a long time. Yeah, it's a very long time. Um, I got introduced to Tool honestly through Rock Band. I mean, not Rock Band through Guitar Hero. I don't know if you ever played that. Okay. Um, so yeah, that's and it, it's it's a music game where you pretty much play a guitar to a lot of rock songs, and that's how I got introduced to that band. I love their music honestly, and I've listened to all their albums, their first four albums, and I've been waiting since 2006 for them to come out with another album, and finally they they are. So they released their uh, a single on iTunes called Fear the In... I don't know how to pronounce this. Inoculum? 
Fear Inoculum. I don't know if you heard of that word or know what that no, is. No, I actually haven't heard the new song, but I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out after the show. Um so yeah, um it's it's their their single is ten minutes long, which is crazy. That's they they what are they trying to do? Make a new Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> yeah, I know, and, and that's just one song, ten minutes long. But um I love Tool. I heard their song, so that's a current song that I'm listening to, so that still counts, even though it's one. Um but I'm looking forward to the album. It's coming out August 30th. So yeah, that's what I'm listening to. All right, so uh, we're gonna jump into our news topics. And Los, I'm gonna let you lead off with uh, your news topic for this one. Oh, oh wait, shit. I'm not even oh, ready I, yet. I, I, I didn't even get... <laughs> Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Uh, my bad, my bad. Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, was found dead in his jail cell. He was on suicide watch because uh, he attempted suicide once already. And while being on suicide watch, he wound up killing himself. So I'm not a I'm not a conspiracy nut, but it really sounds like they murdered him because here's a billionaire who um, had former presidents uh, on his airplane senators governors ceos you know vice presidents of companies yeah. all there you know put them on this plane called the olita express flew them out to his island they probably had sex or probably because i can't say allegedly because we don't even know yeah uh, probably had sex with minors and flew back you know one of these ladies who was one of the sex slaves uh lives in australia right now and i just watched one of her interviews and she like named names you know, um, so I personally think that he got murdered because he knew too much. I wouldn't be surprised. It happens in TV shows and movies all the time. <laughs> no, but I honestly think it's true. Like, what's the name of that that guy um, who raised the drug prices 300 percent? Martin uh, Shekrill. Shekrill. OK. Uh, he's uh, he was a hedge fund manager at convicted felon, convicted felon. Um he um he he got the manufacturing license for an anti uh parasitic drug uh Darifrim, and he raised his price uh by 56%. It used to be $13 and uh $13.50 per pill and he raised it to $750 per pill. What? Pharma bro. Yes. Pharma bro, that's what they called him. Bro, and he took him to core and everything else. And they let him go. Seven hundred dollars per pill. Seven hundred and fifty dollars per pill. Who pays for that? Like, what kind of person are you? Like, who pays for that? He expected the insurance companies to pay for it. And the insurance companies were like, "Fuck you!" Holy. So what happens? All these people who are in serious need of their medicine are not getting their medicine because insurance companies won't pay for it. And he's like, "So what?" Wow. And they didn't convict him because he was messing with poor people. It was when he was when he started stealing money from rich people as a head fund manager that they arrested him and convicted him and sent him to jail. So um, apparently it's OK to mess with poor people. But once you start messing with rich people and their money or their reputation, they'll kill you. So I think that's what happened to Epstein. Well, you know what they say, you man. Know? Keep the rich people richer and the poor people poor. That's all it is. No, and the poor people don't get a fucking thing. <laughs> no, exactly. It, it, it's just it just um, and then like Donald Trump was um, like I said, he mentioned him in speeches. 
you know mm. and he he literally said you know my good friend epstein who likes girls who are a little young but you know that's what he likes you know people who like young and, people can be people too like come on get out of here and, man. and yeah and now he's like i barely knew the guy i saw him once or twice <laughs> even though this videotape this videotape of you hanging out with him and joking with him at parties exactly you know, and they just found out that Epstein used to use Mar-a-Lago, you know, what what uh, what Trump calls the Southern White House, you know, his golf course. Yeah. Uh, that he used to literally pick up these underage girls from there and recruit them from there. Wow. Yeah. So Trump is involved in this any which way you look at it. Trump is involved in a lot of crap he shouldn't be involved in, man. He is. Seriously. And then listen, for you to build any sort of buildings in Manhattan, you know, you're talking to like, you know, a mobster here or there. Oh, yeah, of course. At least one or two. You know, because <laughs> they're going to come into your office. Hey, pasta vazul. You know, you want this building to go up? Come here. You take care of me. I make sure you stay breathing. <laughs> I imagine you actually pulled that voice off, too. Hey, <laughs> I got an offer you can't refuse. Why did I knew you have were going to say that? Why did I knew you were going to say that? <laughs> yeah, but then I turned around and said, have some pasta, spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, eh? man. Yo, when's the last time you had some good spaghetti and meatballs? Oh, my God. Uh, two days ago, actually. Really? You're lucky. You're lucky. <laughs> yeah. No, no. My girl just, just got onto this thing. She's like, oh, let's make spaghetti and meatballs. I was like, okay. <laughs> Yo, shit was banging. Really? Yeah. Uh, we, we use store-bought meatballs, but. The sauce was all hers. No, I I like the homemade ones, man. Like you gotta like make them by hand and you season. Oh, God, it's so good. I'm getting hungry right now. Um, yeah, <laughs> I wasn't hungry before, but now I am. Thank you. <laughs> no problem, buddy. <laughs> oh man. So um so yeah so this so um Epstein is uh, and here's the thing like they figured killing him would kill the investigation. Yeah. That's not killing the investigation. So now you have um. All these other agencies want are going to investigate this further. In my personal opinion, nothing's going to come of it. Just like the Panama Papers. But just nothing's going to come of it. They're going to be like, so what? These rich people do this. Who cares? Exactly. It's going to go under the radar. They're going to seep it under the rug. And then we're never going to hear about it again. Never. Never. <laughs> All right. So we're going to jump into our next news topic. Unless you have more to add on that topic, Los. No, no, no. I just, I just kind of think that... Um, I guess kind of think since Trump took office, rich people like the the one percenters, you know, uh, really just have um, a free for all. They can pretty much do whatever they want. And, and I just kind of think that's sad because that's not what this country is about. You know, this is why I'm behind Bernie all the way, you know, and I hope he gets elected. Yeah, well, we're uh, in the news. I'm going to jump into the next news topic since we're already talking about Trump, kind of. Um, so ASAP Rocky has been freed from Sweden. Uh, the U.S. government was actually uh, kind of uh, warning Sweden of any negative consequences if they didn't release ASAP Rocky. So for anybody who doesn't know, ASAP Rocky was arrested and charged with, with assault over a street brawl that happened in Sweden back in June of um, back in June on the 30th. And he's been held, held in custody since then, basically. And the U S government has been trying to plead with Sweden to let him, you know, to re release him and send him back to the States. But they were claiming that he was too much of a flight risk. Um, so recently the, uh, the U S government 
uh, pretty much gave a warning that there would be negative consequences if they didn't release him. We don't know what the warning was, but he was just recently released. One of the interesting topics about this was that I thought it was interesting that Trump sent out a tweet saying um, it was a rocky week. Get home ASAP, ASAP from Trump. And he's been trying to support ASAP Rocky and show some love for him and trying to get him to get back over here to the States. Uh, I just thought that that was really interesting. I know he probably only did that for, you know, to save face, you know, with our country for the fact that he's supporting a Dude, black he rapper. Did it, he did it to be, it's contrived. In one hand, he's like, oh, I'm going to support this black rapper. But on the other hand, he's telling, you know, the squad, the, the four women of color in Congress, you know, go back to your shithole countries. The bottom line is he's a racist. He picked this issue because he wants to, um, you know, quell some of the, the, the racist talks about him. Mm -hmm. One, two, it's international. So he wants to be like, I'm America. I'm the president. I can do what I want. <laughs> You know, I love that and impression, so he's by just, the way. <laughs> oh, got it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and so he's just thinking like he's got that power. Yeah. Like th there's no there's no um, uh, what do you call it? There's no bail in Sweden. They have a whole different legal system, um, you know, and it's Sweden. They're neutral. So what's USA going to do? OK, what? Raise prices on chocolate? Come on. <laughs> raise prices on Swiss cheese? For real. You, you've got no leverage. You've got no leverage. Sweden does not need America. They need Europe, but they don't need America. So you can sit and bitch all you want. OK, that's not fair. Now, here's the thing for me. OK, if you want to let him go free walking the streets in Sweden, that's fine. Get rid of his passport. Don't let him leave the country because mm -hmm. it's fucking Sweden. OK, he's probably the only black guy there. <laughs> OK, you're going to know where he is 24 yeah, seven. Exactly. Hey, a black guy. I've never seen one of those He's before. Stick out like like a sore thumb. You know, what annoys me is the the people he got into an altercation with. They're the ones who started all the problems. And you you hear on videotape, ASAP Rocky go, "Yo, we don't want no problems. Go over there. We're gonna we're gonna go our way. Go over there." Yeah. You know, he was trying to avoid the whole altercation, and then he gets arrested for it. And I think he got arrested for it because he's a foreigner. I don't think it's because he's black. I think it's because he's a foreigner. Yeah. Especially an American. Because when we travel overseas, we get hated on for being Americans. Not because of us as a people, but because of our government. You know, um, because one of the things people talk about Americans is we're so friendly. We're so chatty. We're so helpful. Yeah you know, and things like that, because that's how we are as, as a people. But our government, especially now, is a piece of shit. That's very you know? true. I mean, so yeah, I think they did it because he's a foreigner, not because he's black, because let's face it, you're going to find him anywhere in Sweden. Yeah. You know, I think he increased the black population. when he went there. <laughs> it, it, it went up. It, it skyrocketed the minute he landed. <laughs> yeah. Him and his boys. Oh, look, there's 10 of them now. Oh, man. Yeah, it was actually a point, actually, I think, where Trump Trump spoke to the Swedish prime minister saying that if they didn't release him, that he would uh, offer uh, offer a personal vouch for his bail. So but he is released now. So and then the prime minister of Sweden goes, we have no bail here, so yeah. it doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. exactly. What people don't seem to understand, Sweden may be a neutral country, 
But you have the UN who considers Sweden one of the worst people for incarceration, one of the worst people for uh, incarceration in the sense that if you get arrested, it's a very long period till you get a trial. You can literally sit in jail for three or four years wow. before you even get a trial. And then once you get a trial, you know, then you get an additional sentence if you get convicted. So the time served doesn't mean anything. So is, is that why you think they were trying to push so hard to get him back over here? So like like sooner than later? No, I think it was 100 percent political, 100 percent political. I just think it was just a political move and just happened to be a rapper yeah. who's very popular, you know, um, and that's he just wanted to to, to kind of get behind that because one, it helps his image with the black community. Um, two, because it's an international thing. And three, he thought he could bully Sweden. But Sweden is like, no. Nah. Yeah. I mean, me personally, I don't think he changed my opinion of him, even though he did try to vouch for him. I know he was just doing it for political face. Honestly, but there are people there, but there are people who are literally like, "Oh, he's not so bad." Not nah, screw that. I'm sorry, bro. Let me tell you something. If he could deport, if he could deport black people, he would. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. I wouldn't doubt it. And I'm, I'm sorry if anybody who's listening to this is a Trump supporter, but I wouldn't doubt it. Actually, I'm not sorry. That's my opinion. <laughs> so it is what it is. Well, I mean, his ASAP's final judgment case is expected to be reached by August 4th. So. I mean, not August 4th, August 14th, which is just in, in, a, in a few days. Um, now, I hope that he gets he gets off release. They drop the charges on him because it wasn't him who started it, yeah. you know, and from the videotape evidence, it's very clear he didn't start it. Yeah. So I feel like he was wrongfully accused and he should be let go because of that. But because he's an American, they picked on him. That's what I personally believe. Awesome. All right. So we're going to jump into our final news topic. Uh, our our guy, Old Town Road, Little Nas X came out that he was gay, surprisingly, um, and he's he's been getting a lot of support from a lot of celebrities like Dwayne Wade, uh, Tamar Braxton, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it was actually he's I think he said something that in his album art you can see that on one of the buildings he, he had the rainbow coming up and he he pretty much said that that was his way of kind of letting people know without really telling people. So he already had it put out there, um, but he's been getting a lot of hate, you know, from community. I mean, from the, the hip hop community and et cetera, et cetera uh, about that. And I know we talk about this a lot and uh, we talk about it because it comes up so much. And I really think people just, it really does. It, it does. And I, sometimes I get tired of talking about it, but I get tired of seeing it. And I really think people just need to let it go. Honestly, at this point, we're almost in 2020. You know, there people are gay, people are straight, people are lesbians, people are this, that, transgender, whatever you want to call it. By this point, if you're not used to that, man, you need, need to go get a life. Seriously. But he, here's the thing. Um, above a certain economy level, um, it is more accepted. Below a certain uh, economic level, it isn't accepted because um, the culture is different. You know, there have been many gay um, rappers out there. Um, uh, Hip hop uh, DX did a, did a whole story on it. Um, and it's just that a gay rapper is not something a lot of people can get behind. Now, um, is that a sad truth? In fact, yeah, 
it is it is you know but part of me just says shit you just fucking killed your career but the other part of me says is i hope he can you know surpass that the that lesbian rapper which i forget her name right now um the one who's very butch um people can get behind her because she's talking about the things that guys want to do yeah. hook up with this girl or that girl um i just kind of feel like you're correct that we should get over it mm-hmm. but i just kind of feel like in the hip-hop community that is something that is uh almost an unforgivable sin that people won't get behind. yo it's yo actors can get behind them and go yo that's awesome but you're not really his audience. You're not really buying his albums. Exactly. You're not really downloading his music. You know, it's the average, average person who's listening to hip hop, who's not going to get behind it. That, that un- unfortunately, I believe they're going to be like, yo, just get back in the closet or I don't want to hear it or just not going to listen to him at all. So, so personally, do you think that if a rapper, whether it's male or female, if they are a lesbian or gay, do you think it's better for them to just not even say it even if they might have hints of it in their album cover art or they might mention one or two things in a song do you think it's just best just to not even like talk about it at all just let it just be you if it comes out it comes out move on like it's natural do you think it's better to just do that instead of making like a scene and say oh hey guys you know i'm just you know well okay here's the thing okay um one, no, I don't think they should be quiet. I think they should speak out. They should um, they should talk about it. They should not be afraid to say they are who they are. Yeah. Because the more you hear about it, eventually it becomes a natural thing. You know, like, oh, okay, yeah, this guy happens to be gay or this girl happens to be a lesbian and they're a rapper. Understand, yeah. but we can't get to that point unless that conversation is had, unless that is spoken about. Um, so no, I don't think they should be silent. Hmm. But the thing is, we are a long way in hip hop to be accepting of that. Oh, yeah, far, you know, we are very unless far now. And the thing is, little Nas X isn't even making a big deal out of it, he just said it in an interview, yeah, and he was just like, Yeah, so what? Yeah, I'm gay, whatever. And that was it. It's very nonchalant about it. Yeah. What I hate is so many people are going, okay, now that you've outed yourself, you have to be the spokesperson for gay yeah. rights and this, that, and the other thing. Now, what bothers me is, you know, have you bothered asking him? Is that what he wants to do? Maybe he just wants to live his life and just have that fact known and move on. You know, why does he why is he being pushed to do something that he may not want to do? That's that's my only real issue. Like, think about him. He has his choice. He had his choice to say it or not say it. And he should have his choice whether to be the spokesperson for gay hip hop or gay rights or not to and be a private citizen, just like any other rapper or any other artist to say, I'm willing to talk about it. I'm not willing to talk about it. I'm willing to fight for it or I'm not willing to fight for it. I just kind of think that um, taking that away from him is a very big disservice to him. He should be allowed to decide what he wants to do. Very true. I mean, and it also does put him in a very awkward situation, like you said, because once you once you cross that threshold, obviously there's no going back. Like what you talk about in your songs are going to be ridiculed. They're going to be looking at it with a microscope, trying to 
dissect everything you say and it's gonna change how people it's gonna change how people listen to his music and yeah he like you said obviously he can't come on and say oh yeah i was chilling with the girls and doing this because people are gonna know like all right why are you talking about that you're gay you know so it's easier for a, a a lesbian to say you know oh yeah i was chilling with the girls because if the guys listen to it they can relate oh yeah me too but it's it's weird for anybody listening to a rapper who's gay saying oh yeah me and my man i think i'm like oh okay i'm gonna go to the next song you know what i mean so it's like yeah it, it's it's something i don't think like us me and you like we probably won't really care we might not decide to listen to that song but the the, the hip-hop community i don't feel like they're ever going to get used to something like that it, it's just hip-hop has been raised well hip-hop has been bred on us to be hardcore manly man sport you know it's grab your balls be a man type like like that's the music that's the hip-hop culture anything that deviates from that people just they look at it weird and it's i don't think people are ever going to accept that in my opinion i just don't think it's going to ever be accepted i just don't think it is currently it won't be it, it may be in um a long time from now <laughs> 20 30 40 50 yeah. years but think about it man there was a point where um black people weren't really accepted in rock music you know black people weren't accepted in hockey Black people weren't accepted in football. Like there, there was a point where um, there were bar- there were barriers and barricades to you for your uh, for your race, yeah. for your gender, for your sexual identity, um, and little by little, that's been kind of knocked down. And like I said, do I think it should be a big deal? No. Am I going to listen to his stuff? No, not because he's gay, because because I don't like his fucking music. <laughs> you know. Um, I just kind of think like he really I think if he would have just waited till a second album or two and then come out, people would have been more. um, He would have been just kind of like, yo, I like his shit. You know, he's gay, but you know what I'm trying to say? But just having one hit song and then coming out, I kind of think you've just turned off a huge section of your your audience. Yeah. I mean, I wish him the best of luck. I, I hope that his career continues to be successful. I mean, some of his songs on his recent album were okay. I mean, it didn't blow me out the water, but it's okay. I mean, I, if, if if he comes out with a new album, whenever that is, I'll check it out. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to let uh, his beliefs or anything steer me away from listening to his music. And to me, good music is good music. I don't care if you're gay, straight part dinosaur like whatever like it's good music is good music so to me it doesn't bother me now if he's talking about that in a certain song and i don't like it i'll just skip the song but i'm not gonna just say oh he's i'm not gonna listen to his crap because he's talking about this in this song like if he he talks about it he talks about it I'll, i'll just skip the song if i don't like it that's it so yeah i mean he has the right to talk about it it's his life you know um but yeah i'll hit skip on the song you know, but it's weird though, because if it's a dance song, you know, and there's a gay artist who who'll who'll say something like, you know, like Eurasia is a good example. Mm-hmm. Okay, he's been out gay from day one, you know, and he'll talk about, you know, um, I'm in love with him, 
and it'll keep going on on the song. I'll listen to that and it doesn't phase me. But then again, that music has always been more accepting of, you know, a gay artist. I just think in hip hop, we're just a long way from that being accepted or the norm. I mean, young M.A. with her being lesbian is an exception to the rule. And I think it's the exception is because she's a lesbian, not a gay man. Yeah. I guess I should rephrase that. I guess I should say that we are just a long way from it instead of saying that it won't happen. Because like you said before, you know, there's a lot of things that happen in the music, you know, uh, world that we didn't think was going to happen, but it happened. So we're just far off from it. All right. So we're going to jump into our show topics right now. Um, so uh, our first show topic is Ninja. I'm pretty sure a lot of people know who that guy is. Famous streamer on Twitch has about 14.5 million followers on Twitch. Well, he had. Jesus. I, I know it's Christ. ridiculous. I, th I think that's like the population of New York City. <laughs> and I think he's he's literally one of probably the biggest streamer in the world at this point. Um, but yeah, he became really famous on Twitch, which used to be uh, man. What was Twitch name years ago? I can't I can't think. Wait, I, wa I want you to think about this. The population of New York City is eight point six million people. He literally has almost double the population of New York City. That's insane. Following him. That's insane. That's insane. That is that. That's that's correct. Like when I saw that number, I was like, what? <laughs> How is that even possible? Bro, he almost has enough people as New York State. New York State is 19.5 million and he has 14.5 million as followers. That's that's insane. That's nuts. <laughs> and mind you, this I mean, I mean, this is over an eight year time span. He's been streaming for about eight years on twitch he started off with halo he, he was a very big halo player i actually love halo by the way um he was a very big halo player did a lot of tournaments and he became very famous off of that and then he eventually uh he was one of the first people to really start streaming fortnite and he pretty much kind of put fortnite on the map as far as streaming is concerned um, uh -huh. yeah really really big streamer over there he recently moved over to mixer which is owned by microsoft uh, he moved over to Mixer saying that his reason was that he wanted to get back to the roots of being a streamer. Basically, I guess he got to a certain point where, like you said, with Eddie Murphy, he was so rich that he couldn't relate to people anymore. And I think he wanted to kind of relate to people more and join a platform that was still growing. Um, uh -huh. So he's on Mixer now. And literally his the first his first stream, he had 80,000 viewers. His first Jesus stream, insane, on on a mixer. Uh, now he averages now I think like thirty thousand, twenty five thousand viewers average every time he streams. Um, but um, that's a lot of people. Like that that shows you the the uh, inspiration this kid has on like on the community in general. Um, now now forgive my ignorance, but basically his stream is just him playing a game. Right. Um, that's the thing that's very unique about him. I mean, yeah, he his stream is mainly him playing games. Uh, sometimes he'll be at like Lollapalooza and he'll stream himself there playing at Lollapalooza in front of like a live audience. Um, and he'll stream a, a bunch of different games. But yeah, overall is mainly him playing games. But a lot of it is just the fact that like streaming honestly is different than what people really think it is. A lot of people just think, oh, you're just playing games. It's more than that. Yeah, you're playing games, but now streaming has gotten to the point where it's like you're literally 
people have these streams that are literally production quality streams. Like they have intro music, they have outro music, they have commercial ads. Really? Literally. Like go on Mixer one day, go on Twitch and like just watch some of the top streamers. It is literally production quality streams. I was watching this one streamer, uh, her name is Anne, her name is Ammunition on Twitch. And she just she had like a TV show intro for her stream. Like high quality 4K crisp TV show intro. And streaming has gone to that point where it's not just about playing a video game and people just watching you. It's about entertaining people, interacting with your audience. Um, some streamers do IRL streams where they'll stream themselves cooking, stream themselves living their lives. Like you become a TV show character, basically. And people are coming here to watch your show. Like there's some there's wow. some people who literally watch Twitch or Mixer more than they watch regular TV because Twitch and Mixer are starting and YouTube are starting to become the new television. So, yeah, I mean, um, so, yeah, he, he moved over to Mixer. Mixer is a smaller platform. Uh, a lot of people are saying that he probably did it because of the money, which I'm pretty sure is some a decent amount of cash or deal was involved. Here's the thing, though, like even if it's not involved, money's not involved. Like what are his reasons for switching over? Like, did he say what his reasons uh, were? He pretty much just said that he wanted to get back to his roots. A lot of people think that a lot of that has to do with Halo because the newest Halo is coming out next year with the newest Xbox. And he started off his career as a really big Halo player. He hasn't played Halo in a while, but it's kind of convenient that he's coming over now to a Microsoft owned platform. Microsoft owns Xbox. Microsoft is coming out with a new Xbox and a new Halo next year. So I'm wondering if he's getting tired of Fortnite, maybe. Maybe he's thinking about slowing down with Fortnite. And then as Halo gets closer, he's going to try to start getting back into Halo again. And he's going to promote the game and all that stuff like that. Usually when you leave a platform and you go to another platform, you you still like your page on Twitch is your page. Whether you're streaming on there or not. I have a I have a page on Twitch, but I don't stream that much on there. So when he left, he was expecting his page to still just be on Twitch and it'll just still have his information and his VODs, basically. So right. he left, went to Mixer, and then Twitch decided to use his page. They took all his information off and they used it to promote other streamers. He got a little pissed off about that. He's like, hey, why is my page promoting other people? That's my page. Just let it be there. So Does he have any legal ramifications? Um, like, can, can he sue them or is Twitch in complete control Like during the user end user license agreement they said well we could do whatever Probably we want not because technically yeah it is your page but it's still twitch's property technically so technically he can't really uh -huh. do anything but then when it really got screwy is when i think uh, i think maybe a day or two ago from today uh one of the main promoted videos on his page so to speak was actually a porn video on twitch and he got really pissed off about okay that. Yeah, he got upset because that's his was it his porn video? Like something you started? in? <laughs> Maybe, you never know. Or was it just some random porn? It was just like a random video. Uh, Twitch, the uh, CEO of Twitch said that they banned that account. They said that they were sorry. They apologized uh, to him and things like that. And they gave him his Twitch page back. A lot, of, And I think they should have just left his Twitch page as is. I think Twitch was a little salty that he went to Mixer, which is, you know, the competing, the competing platform. And I think they... They probably didn't mean to, but I just think it's kind of weird that they did that. Like, why would you take away my page? That's like you not being on Facebook and then you all of a sudden go on Instagram more and Facebook decide to say, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to use your page for something else. Why? That's my page. What are you doing? 
yes and no, you know, like, yes, it is your page, but no, it's not your page. No, it's not because technically it's the, the company's thing. Like Facebook, that's why Facebook, you know, uh, got called up to Congress and everything else about privacy and data mining and everything else. Like, yeah, you agreed to use Facebook and guess what? They're going to steal your information. You know, it's your information, but they peddled it out to, to companies right and left. I don't know. I just kind of think that's a dirty move on Twitch. I really do. Yeah, I mean, uh, Twitch has been getting Twitch has been getting a lot of heat with a lot of streamers doing things like there's been streamers throwing their cats live on stream. There's been streamers who are like saying the N word during streams. Like it's been a lot of negativity on Twitch right now. So I don't know. Mixer is getting a lot of positivity at the moment. And ever since uh, Ninja came over to Mixer, there's been a lot of streamers coming over to Mixer as well. So it's, it's becoming more popular. You know, it's yeah, but you know what? The same thing can be said about Facebook, too. I mean, at one point it was all MySpace, MySpace, MySpace. And then little by little, people moved over to Facebook because Facebook's better. And now look at it. Now people are going, we need to get off Facebook. We need to go to something else. You know, I, you were one of the first people I actually knew that was on Facebook. Really? Yeah, because at the time it was only for colleges. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, actually, that's when I discovered it, too. Yeah, because I was in college and a lot of people told me about it. That was the way that I found out about it, too, was through college. So now it's like I, I barely go on Facebook. I mean, I'll go on there to promote like J House stuff and maybe throw, throw a picture or two. But I, I barely go on Facebook anymore, honestly. Yeah, Facebook now is considered for old people, according to the yeah. kids. <laughs> old people who want to look at pictures of kids and family and stuff like that. I mean, I'm, I'm mainly on Twitter and Instagram at the moment. Like those are my main two social media platforms. So I, I've, I've just just had a big disdain over social media over the past like two or three years. Really? Um, yeah. You know what brought about it was the commercialization of Instagram. When Instagram first started, it was um, essentially a picture version of Twitter. And a lot yeah. of photographers were on there. And it like uh, when I first got on there, it really was about just showing off, you know, picture after picture after picture. Yeah. And now it's just like, you know, look at this hoochie's ass. You know, it's just I know. Oh, it's man. Just, I'm just so sick of it. You know, so Honestly, I really don't go too much on social media unless I really have to. Honestly, it's funny you say that because I've been feeling that lately over the past few weeks. I just I just. I mainly go on social media media just to promote. I, I barely go on social media just to say, oh, what's going on with everything? Because like you said, yeah, I see so many just like weird stuff on social media to the point where it's like, it's kind of annoying. <laughs> There's just so much distasteful stuff on social media to the point where it's like, I just don't feel like being bothered by it anymore. And like I said, I, I used to, I, I don't catch myself going on it anymore period like i mean yeah i'll dive onto instagram and stuff like that but even instagram i've been slowing down on that too you know the the, the funny thing from for, with me is a lot of people ask me yo are you okay and i'm like yeah i'm fine why <laughs> like yo you don't post anything on facebook or instagram or this that and the other thing and i'm like uh why you know I'm like i don't have 17 billion followers so like what so three people can look at a picture that i post i don't care you know, and the reason why it's only three people is because, you know, there's so many people that an average, uh, an average, I think the average person follows 200 Instagrammers, you know, and you only get visibility mm -hmm. 
if you post at the right time. Like I'm not, I'm not sitting going, well, I want people to look a picture of my dog. So 10 a.m. I gotta post it. You know, it's just <laughs> you know, Let so me schedule I, this p- picture of my plate. <laughs> yeah. So it's just kind of I'm just kind of like, ah, whatever. I don't care. Kind of crazy how like social media has become such embedded in our lives that we kind of feel like we need to have it in our lives to feel like we are a part of somebody else's life. You know, a lot of us only call somebody for their birthday if we're if we're reminded by a Facebook status. That's the or, only good thing about Facebook, man, is they remind us of the birthdays. The birthdays. I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm one of those guilty parties. Like I it's hard to remember birthdays. It really is. I, I know too many people and it's hard to remember everybody's birthday. Hell I forgot my birthday at one point. <laughs> you know, yeah. so uh but yeah social media has pretty much gotten to that point where it's embedded in our lives, man. All right, guys, so we're going to jump into our final show notes topic tonight. Um, Lois, I'm going to let you lead off with this one. Um, Let people know what we're jumping into right now. Oh, I'm lost. What are we jumping into? Uh, Center of the Universe. (laughs) Oh, okay, 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 okay. So there is a game that we used to play in film school called Center of the Universe. Now, in Center of the Universe, you pick two actors, you know, in this case, um, Burt Reynolds. And we're going to link him to, um, oh my God, I just forgot his name. <laughs> um, uh, do you know the words that are coming out of my mouth? What's his name? Oh, uh, Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker. Yeah. So here's an example. Okay. So KJ, I need you to link um, Burt Reynolds to Chris Tucker. Okay. Through movies or actors. Oof. Bert Reynolds. And this is an easy one. That's easy? That's easy. Oh, now, am I allowed to use the computer? For the, <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Give yourself a minute. Okay. And then if you can't use the computer, you'll find it in the jump. Give myself a minute. Bert Reynolds. Uh, see, Bert, see, to me, that's hard because I don't know a lot of Bert Reynolds stuff. Um... You have a choice. You can look on the computer or you can ask me and I'll give it to you and I'll give it to you. And you'll see how, how easy it is. All right. You know what? Let me just look on the computer for one thing for Burt Reynolds, because I know some of his stuff. But. OK, uh, let me just start for Burt Reynolds. And uh, you wouldn't think there's a link between them, but there's an easy link between them. Really? Yeah. Like, oh, man. OK. Hmm. This is easy. How is this super easy? easy. Super How easy. How is this easy? I don't know. It's any literally of this two stuff. jumps. Oh my goodness gracious! What's the answer? Give me the answer. Burt Reynolds was in Cannonball Run with Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan was in Rush Hour with Chris Tucker. One jump. So center of the universe really tests your knowledge on movies and actors. It really so does. It really does. So we are going to have an episode of Center of the Universe. But we literally need to have, um, you know, have all our jumps set and, you know, as we question the other one. Oh, this is yeah, this is going to be like a full episode of Center of the Universe. So we're probably yeah. going to have like one or two person, one or two extra people with us because that just makes it even more fun. If that's yeah. even uh, how you so, say that. So when I told you Burt Reynolds and Chris Tucker, you're like, there is no way they're connected, right? Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Burt Reynolds? Like, I don't I mean, I know a few of his films, but vaguely vaguely um all right so i'm gonna give you one and i'm actually gonna come off the top of my head but i think i can come up with a pretty decent one that kind of actually connects okay all right so we're gonna go harrison ford 
Harrison Ford. Will Smith. Harrison Ford to Will Smith. This is actually pretty easy. I think I just gave you an easy one, actually. I think I did. Indiana Jones and... Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull. Shia LaBeouf was in it. It wasn't Shia LaBeouf in Six Degrees of Separation? I don't think he was. No, 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 no. Okay, so let's... Okay, Will Smith. Will Smith was in Jersey Girl. Really? He was? He was in Jersey Girl with... Uh, what's his name? Who was Batman? Um, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Oh, being that you got Ben Affleck, that should be easy right here. I'm going to give you the hint. Go ahead. What character did Will Smith play in DC? That's an easy link. Oh, he played uh, Deadshot. Yeah. So you isn't there a way to link Batman? Oh yeah, there it is. I just gave you the answer. <laughs> um, okay, so Will Smith. Um, what's his name? Was in Suicide. Okay, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck was in was Suicide Batman. Squad. Was in Suicide Squad, right? And. Ben Affleck and Will Smith met in Suicide Squad at the beginning. Remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah. They did. <laughs> that was an easy one. That was yeah. <laughs> that was an easy one. I thought it was hard at first until you said Ben Affleck. I was like, oh, wait a second. I forgot about that. I just freaking gave you an easy one. <laughs> yeah. Cause you know what? The DC movies aren't in my head like the Marvel movies. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you know me, I had to go to DC route, right? <laughs> yeah, but there you go. That's another easy one that just takes a minute. Yeah. So, I mean, that's our version of, well, that's not our version, but that's center, center of the universe, basically. We used to always play that. Well, Carlos introduced that to me at the old studio days. And we played it a lot, like late at night for just hours, just a bunch of us just going back. Oh, and yeah. Forth. And then the arguments. No, there's not. IMDb. <laughs> click, 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 click. The computer was our best friend for this uh, oh, hell yeah. game, man. I remember times we used to say, hey, no computers. No resources and everybody would just get stumped for hours. Like it was yeah. crazy. But it was fun though. Definitely fun. Um all right. So that's pretty much gonna be it for our show notes, guys. Like I said, uh pretty pretty short news week, honestly. Uh Losa, you wanna leave anybody uh you wanna leave off with anything before we jump into our recommendations? Um no, I'm actually good. All right, awesome. Um, so I'm going to start off with my recommendations. Uh, we were actually just talking about it, and that's Mixer, a streaming platform uh, for pretty much everything. For gaming, uh, there's podcasts on Mixer. There's all different types of you know shows on Mixer. You know, uh, some people do uh, like live, like DJ sessions on Mixer. You can pretty much stream anything you want on Mixer as long as it's something that's tasteful, obviously. Um, hey, I might actually stream. I should stream a DJ session there. I actually uh, post our podcast on my Mixer channel. So for anybody who wants to check out my Mixer channel, uh, Mixer.com forward slash K to the J. That's K, the number two, T-H-A-J. Uh, I stream games on there uh, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays when I have time. Um, I also stream our podcast on there. So after we have it on iTunes, after it's on YouTube, and after it's on our podcast, uh, patreon page i'll throw it up on mixer for anybody on there who might want to check out you know like a new podcast 
So um, yeah, just check me out on there if you guys want to stop by and check out check out me and some Overwatch or other stuff. So Mixer.com. Um, that is my recommendation. I'm actually going to recommend um, a YouTuber that I met, uh, Brett McAfee. Um, he has a channel Skull and Spade 13, and he's a maker. He does a lot of uh, metal smithing stuff. Oh, nice! And really nice guy. Like um, he's um, he used to actually work uh, in film and video and editing and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now he's a metalsmith. He worked with Jimmy DeResta. Um, and one, he's a nice guy. Two, his projects are amazing. Um, three, uh, he's funny, man. Like his videos are funny and meeting him in real life. He's a really, really, really interesting person. So Brett McAfee, Skull and Spade 13 on YouTube. That is who I'm recommending. And I'm actually think I can get him on our channel for an interview oh nice yeah i just i just got to send him a dm and see if he wants to do it because i actually talk to the guy every once in a once once in a very blue moon yeah also guys i mean if you guys have any recommendations for us for anybody who might be a good fit for the show for an interview just let us know i mean we've been trying to get people on we've been having some issues with scheduling and things like that so we haven't been able to get people on as soon as we wanted to uh, but we still do have some plans for it pretty soon. Uh, we're contemplating our next interview uh, show to be about, um, what do we say? Like relationships, I think we said. Yeah. So. Um, but you know what, though? Brett will be someone to play, uh, someone good to play center of the universe with. And now I think it's time for the business. Uh, as always, guys, um, thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for watching on YouTube. Uh, don't forget that we do have a Patreon page and even a dollar a month can help support us. We do a lot of research on the show. And no, it seems like it's all very casual and off the top of our head, but we do spend hours researching the topics that we talk about. Uh, and we do uh, work all this stuff out. Um, so if you could, it'd be great if you could help donate even a dollar, even a dollar a month, help keep the lights on and help keep the show going. So if you can, uh, it'd be much appreciated, but not necessary. Come visit us on Patreon. Um, give us a five-star review if you could on any of the podcast apps that you listen to itunes google play uh and don't forget to check out our youtube page awesome sounds good and uh i will um i don't know if i did it for previous episodes but i will start to leave links to our youtube um unless you're already on youtube now and our patreon page and our show description just so people uh can have access to that so all right guys um that's gonna be it for j house radio and uh I will catch you guys later. Later.